Hello and welcome to Tech, the Olympus NDT podcast. My name is Emily Péloquin and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and about the incredible people that work in our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly connected this community is. On this show, I have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything, from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. On today's show, we'll try to tackle uncharted territories and dig in subjects that might not be as familiar to most of us. With our guest, Dr. Johannes Vrana, we will define some of the new terms that we start hearing more and more in the NDT community like NDT 4.0, Industrial Internet of Things, Digital Twins, Big Data, and so on. Dr. Vrana will break down these concepts and give examples on how they apply to our world. So without further ado, let's have a listen. Dr. Johannes Vrana, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So today, I really want to take the time uh, with you to uh, deep dive into this new term that we keep hearing in the NDT world, which is NDT 4.0 or Industry 4.0. But before we jump into it, my very first question that I like to ask all my guests on the show, since NDT is such a small niche industry, I would like to, to know how did you stumble across NDT? Oh yeah, that that that's a good question. Um, by accident, as most of us, um, <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah, this is. I I was always interested in high tech in technology. Mm. Um, that's why I studied physics. Um, that's why I got into quantum computers during my diploma thesis. And actually, while studying physics, I made an internship. Okay. At, at Siemens, at their central um, R&D department. Oh, wow. Okay. And they were working on thermography, on active thermography. Mm. And so for me, this was really, I didn't know that this was NDE back then. Mm-hmm. But for me, this was physics applied to reality. And that's what I loved about it. Yes, very much so. So... After I finished my diploma thesis on um, on quantum computers, which was yeah a little bit too theoretical back in those days for me, um, then I thought, okay, for my PhD, what do I want to do? And I started with exactly that group, and I did induction thermography. Um, and then it became apparent to me that this is actually a quite big field, NDE. And then I started to work on in, in NDE on ultrasonics and so on. And yeah, and finally I'm getting here to work on NDE 4.0. That's great. I always like to, to, it's always, uh, it seems by mistake, but it's always a happy mistake. (laughs) So, and so now you you moved on uh, and started your own company uh, called Vrana GmbH in in Germany. Can you explain a little bit what's your uh, company's mission? 
Yeah, what, what we do is we really provide, uh, on the one hand, consulting services, mainly for um, ultrasonics. And by ultrasonics, I mean enhanced ultrasonics, something like reconstruction technologies like SAFT or TFM, or also automated solutions. Um, number two, on thermography, and number three, also on all the interaction we now are getting into with NDE 4.0 and Industry 4.0. And on the other side, I also offer, or we also offer, solutions. So if you have a system and there is a small software piece which is really missing to make your system really work better than what you used to have, that's also what we want to develop for you. I see. So can can you give one application example as uh, somebody that would contact you, uh, you know, from from start to finish, what it would look like? Yeah, this is um, I, I had a couple of examples. So one was we were developing a SAFT solution actually for one customer. And um, so they were they had their systems installed. They were recording the data. And mm -hmm. what we did, we produced the software, which was collecting all of the data, mm -hmm. producing the SAFT imaging out of it. And when you say SAFT, just to, to make sure that everybody's on the same page, so surface adaptive? No, a synthetic or... approach of focusing technique. Oh, yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so ultrasonic synthetic. reconstruction. Okay, um, good, good. <laughs> but good that you asked. And... Um, We have so many acronyms, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always better to define. Yeah. And finally, giving the, the customer a better result. Mm, okay. Or the other, another example was that, yeah, a customer was already doing a lot of inspections and he wanted to have his, all his reports being in a digital form, not in a PDF, but really in a digital form in a database. So mm. we developed the database for him and the system to read his reports into the database to access this database to his customers to access the or to also integrate the ultrasonic instruments into that database so that kind of solutions great very good interesting so and and before we go any further can we uh, can we provide a few definitions to our listeners because uh, again I, i think you know sometimes it's important to to start with the basics uh, so when we talk about Uh, NDT 4.0 or Industry 4.0. What? Um, let's explain. Let's say that evolution. So, how are we already at version 4? and what exactly uh, do we mean by by NDT 4.0? Yeah, this is um, with, with the ND or NDE 4.0 being the fourth revolution of NDE. Mm -hmm. So, before we came to the first revolution of NDE, we were doing. We were using our human senses actually to inspect stuff. Right. And that for the last hundreds of years. Right, right. And then came kind of, or what we defined as the first revolutions was kind of when people started to do those inspections with their human senses mm -hmm. to certain procedures. Mm, okay. To make them kind of comparable. And that kind of started in parallel with the first industrial revolution, because during the first industrial revolution, it became more important to actually yet with getting to mass production, it became more important to have also the same quality assurance measures over and mm -hmm. over again. 
And then coming to the second revolution, this is for us, yeah, where people um, thought about ways to expand our human senses. So to hear um, sound frequencies, you were not able to hear before using mm -hmm. ultrasonics. Right, okay. Or to see on a on our electromagnetic spectrum in frequency ranges we cannot actually see mm -hmm. with x-ray with infrared with gamma and so on and so on so this is for us the second this expansion of the human senses to something that we can do an interpretation on and that actually also allows this view into the components mm -hmm. yeah third yeah, revolution surface, yeah. mm -hmm. going digital I see. Okay. So from an analog UT machine to a digital one, for example. Correct? Exactly. Or okay. from an analog infrared point detector mm -hmm. to a 2D array of digital infrared detectors, which give us a camera signal. Right, right. So this is, that, that is then what happened during this with the digital. It allowed easier imaging. And then to actually also go to something like uh, computer tomography, to simulation software, to uh, reconstruction software, and so on. Interesting. And now with the, the, the fourth revolution, this is kind of, it has two parts to it. Number one, using all of this technology coming out of the realm of industry 4.0, meaning augmented reality, artificial intelligence, blockchain, mm. and whatever you name them. Automatic detections and all of that, the, the things that uh, let's say we, we that could happen on their own. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, right. And so a lot of automation. Yeah, so all of those, using all of those tools to enhance our NDE methods. Right. Right. which is a very good goal. And this paved the way kind of to the fourth revolution. Mm -hmm. But where we really get into the fourth revolution is once we start now integrating our NDE systems mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with all the other system in Industry 4.0. And every system within Industry 4.0 benefiting from the results of all the other systems. And so there is a term actually that uh, that we hear a lot with NDT 4.0, which is big data, uh, often uh, being referred to big data. So um, an another definition here uh, that could be a, a good one to clarify. What do we mean exactly when we start talking about about big data? <laughs> it's a difficult term. <laughs> um, big data means number one, the so-called big data challenges, mm -hmm. because once we have data in those vast amounts, um, then we get to the point that our traditional computers, like we have them nowadays, mm -hmm. they, they cannot process it anymore. That we cannot do f reasonable filtering on the data, reasonable sorting on the data, reasonable processing of the data, because it's just too much to put it into any kind of algorithm. Mm -hmm. So, so that can be a, a problem to address with uh, with the NDT 4.0, with that evolution, is the the, the amount of data that we, we have yeah. to deal with to manage. 
And those are called the NDE or the in the, the oh, sorry, the big data challenges, which right. a lot of scientists are currently trying to to solve. Mm -hmm. But there is also a second part to big data, which is kind of big data processing. Mm. And this is then, okay, now we take all of the data and let's assume we have enough computing power and we have solved the big data challenges. Mm -hmm. Then we can use this, all this data, combine it with each other, process it, mm -hmm. and learn something about our assets we are inspecting or about the assets we are producing right. to actually finally be able to improve our design, mm. to improve our production, to improve our maintenance. Right, right, from the from the beginning, instead of just from uh, after in-service, but really from manufacturing even. Yes, Very even from design, from mm -hmm. before we start, right. that we take all of the data we collect now to improve the next generation. So not a, f a feedback loop, but a feed-forward loop. That's a great, great idea. That's for sure. And so another term that I would like to clarify as well, because most people are familiar with uh, Internet of Things, uh, but not necessarily with IIoT. So the industrial Internet of Things, uh, what uh, in the concept uh, or the context of NDT, uh, what uh, would industrial Internet of Things be? Yeah, this is the IIoT is just taking the idea of the IIoT into an industrial landscape. So if we have our IoT at home, we have our Google Home or mm -hmm. Alexa or whatever sitting around, and we mm -hmm. tell it, oh, um, please switch on my vacuum cleaner. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they two connect and the vacuum cleaner starts cleaning. And mm -hmm. perhaps then it uh, touches something and uh, tells me using the same route, uh, please remove your chair. So that's kind of the idea of the IoT at, in our home environment. Mm -hmm. Now we can transfer the same into an industrial production. And now it's not anymore just our Google Home inter integrating with our vacuum cleaner and perhaps our car, our self-driving car in our garage. No, it's now every single device in our factory, every right. server, every computer, every asset, whatever, all being within one network, within the industrial Internet of Things. Mm -hmm. So that everybody or everything within that Internet mm -hmm. can talk with everything else. And that the, I'm sure that information also keeps... Uh, keeps coming in so it's always it always keeps feeding that information so so again in an applicative context is there anything you can think of that would um, uh, be a good example um, i'm thinking thickness gauging or <laughs> things of that nature but um yeah what you see the most out there yeah the the idea would really for be with the integration of nde that nde that we enable or what we need for the IIoT is we need open interfaces, mm -hmm. okay. standardized open interfaces, so that if we take our NDE device, we plug it into the network, it automatically is seen by all the other devices. Mm -hmm. Then we do, let's say, an ultrasonic inspection or a thickness measurement or an X-ray inspection. Mm -hmm. 
And let's say then we have a design system which is doing probabilistic fracture mechanics. Right, right. And that system wants to have the NDE results of the last 20 years. So it just goes, asks into the IIoT, I need the results of the last 20 years. And that server, which was collecting all of that NDE data from the last 20 years, then answers, okay, here it is. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. And this kind of, in this very automated way of connecting the things like we are used to have it from an IoT solution, mm -hmm. and perhaps even better. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And if everything, uh, I'm sure at some point we'll start talking the same language too, uh, which is probably uh, one of the big challenge for, for something like this is, is uh, you know, different methods uh, use different languages or different uh, files even. Uh, so that's, uh, I'm sure it's a, a current challenge uh, to, to have everything talking together. Exactly. That's, it, it's a major challenge which they are facing also in industry 4.0 you can imagine they want to integrate all the devices so they have to kind of get to at least two or three different standards because otherwise you have millions of different uh, protocols they have to implement mm -hmm. this is also one of the reasons why i say the nde industry has to get rid of all their proprietary formats and move on to open formats mm, but that's a yeah. different story <laughs> But we, finally, if we get there, mm -hmm. what this will do with our NDE industry, up to the moment, if you think about it, we are always the ones doing the go, no-go decision. Right. And we that's why we are out of most of our customers just say, okay, you're a cost center. And nobody likes cost centers. <laughs> <laughs> right. But... If we become a data source mm -hmm. so that somebody else can improve the production or do a predictive maintenance, mm -hmm. due to our results, we become out of cost center, we become a value center. Right, right. And can you imagine what that is for an opportunity for our complete industry? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so much potential to... Uh, to all of this uh, new open world. Um, and so one last definition before I, I go uh, with other questions. <laughs> uh, there's there's also another term, because there's there's so many new terms, and I want to make sure that, uh, that we demystify all of them. Uh, digital twins is something that we hear often also in the context of NDT. Uh, so can, can you also dig a bit uh, more into that? Yeah, this is the, the, I, I could talk about half an hour about this subject. I will try <laughs> to make it short. Okay. So kind of every digital twin consists of three major parts. Mm -hmm. Something which collects data. Okay. Something which processes data. Okay. And something which kind of visualizes data. Okay. Okay. So we get the data out of the IIoT, out of um, some NDE inspections, perhaps combined with CAD data, perhaps combined with some data from some financial data of the, out of the ERP system. Mm -hmm. We combine all of that data. Then we run some statistical simulations on it. We run 
We use some artificial intelligence to learn something out of this. Okay. Um, we create algorithm to process all of this information. Mm -hmm. And finally, we have some visualization to actually convert this into something we as humans can understand. Okay. Now, this is something we can apply to about everything around us. You can apply it to the asset we inspect. You can apply it to the inspection system. You can also apply it to yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you could use it if we apply it to the asset. Okay, how to improve the asset, the production of the asset. We can, if we apply it to the, to the inspection system, how to improve the inspection system. And if you apply it to yourself, how to improve yourself. And so in the context of NTT, uh, can you, again, maybe think of an application or a, uh, a concrete example uh, of what uh, a digital twin would look like? <laughs> yeah, this comes back to those two, two cases I just mentioned a second yeah. ago. Um, the digital twin of an asset. This is really where we would get into all those measures like a predictive analysis or mm -hmm. a um, probabilistic lifing methods or reliability engineering. So methods to take a lot of data, to mm -hmm. take all of the data, to improve uh, to to improve the production, to improve the design. So using say, the NDE data. Right, right. So let's say if we're talking about a vessel, let's say, or in a refinery, a pressure vessel, or or uh, something of that nature. So we would want the that let's say we're taking thickness gauge uh, or thickness readings, uh, right? And so. How, how would it translate? I'm trying to see it, let's, let's say, from a very applicative uh, point of view. Um, well, how, how would that apply to yeah. um, a pressure vessel? Or Yeah, if we do the most simple example, mm -hmm. um, we, we take all of the, those thickness measurements, uh, we process it, and we see every Monday morning at 3 a.m. Right, okay. Those components go break down. Mm-hmm. And then we can go back and look into that data and see, or best would be that all, the system automatically gives us that answer. Right. And then finally we can say, okay, on Monday morning, yeah, it was always a new inspector. And when he was coming in and he was thinking about something else and doing the inspections properly, <laughs> whatever. Right. right. So okay. th this is one example, but the, we can also use it to enhance our NDE. So. If we have enough, we, if we connect, collect enough data, mm -hmm. and we can actually use this combined with, let's say, some simulation software we have for our ultrasonics or for our X-ray to actually predict right. Perfect. Yeah. how the inspection would be going in the future to design a better system for our customer. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Excellent. So, yeah, it's, it's a way to, to be able to take that information, take that data and, and learn from it really in the future and being able to project uh, in the future and, and, and model uh, what can happen with it. Yeah, and that in various different ways to do it. Mm, okay. I'm sure a, a common 
fear uh, after we, you know you explain all of these uh, these different concepts, and I'm sure in a lot of our listeners uh, are are um, interested to know uh, is that going to affect eventually my job? You know, as an inspector, uh, there's uh, as we go more and more digital, and as we as there is more and more automation, uh, do you think that it can be a threat? to inspectors? I wouldn't call it a threat, but I would call it a threat if you do not adopt. Right. So what you really have to prepare to what is coming now. Mm-hmm. You will get tools which help you with some AI tools for to better characterize your indications. Mm-hmm. It will be yeah. a support tool for you as being an inspector. But the same, somebody who's still using an analog ultrasonic instrument, if you just are capable of using that analog instrument and you go to a site and they only have a digital one, you mm-hmm. will not be able to do your job. Right. But the same is true is here. That, right, right, right. I see. Um, and it, 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 this goes on. So you will need to prepare yourself to record acquire a new set of skills in additional to the ones you already have. And best is to do it early, because if you do it late, it can come to the point that you will just be the one not being hired to do the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the other side, I think it will be a chance also for, if we think about the bigger picture, it will be a chance for our whole industry to actually get away from this cost center more to a value center Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but also we as an industry we have to work on it quickly (laughs) because there are actually others who are working on the industrial internet of things right those are big players those are big players like an ibm like a microsoft like a google Mm, i see okay and guess what i got presented a couple of weeks ago when i did a visit at ibm Internet of industrial internet. Yeah, that's what they presented. (laughs) But in between, they presented something to do visual inspections. Interesting. Wow. So not calling it NDE. Of course. Yeah, because it's from another industry entirely and they approach it. uh, And but they're stepping in basically into NDE without even us knowing or them knowing. (laughs) That's interesting. And for so computer tomography, be... they are actually also working on it. Right, right. So are you saying that if we if we fail to adapt, we're going to have to adapt eventually anyway, because it's just going to be coming from different industries? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it could be too late. So uh, what are the challenges you believe that this industry, you mentioned a little bit uh, earlier, uh, well, big data and the fact that we have different format uh, of files uh, to to try to merge everything together. Is there any other big challenges that we might encounter as an industry, um, you know, that NDT can see that we will have to overcome if we want to keep moving forward? Yeah, I, I see two more. Um, actually, uh, one, one I already mentioned, and that's training. We need a lot of training to keep the people on pace. Mm. With so technology, that, with new uh, with new technologies, co- exactly. concepts. Okay. We also need to work on reliability, inspection mm-hmm. reliability. 
because if you want to use the data in, um, for example, for some big data processing, mm -hmm. yeah. you do not only need the data, you also need to know how reliable the data is. Right. Yes. And therefore, we need to know the POD of or your inspection. Of right. Yes. Yes. And that needs to be integrated into the uh, into into the data. And mm -hmm. how I see the industry still nowadays, a lot of people are closing their eyes from the POD because they kind of are afraid of it could be kind of negative or something like that. But mm -hmm. if we want to use the data for something else, yes, we really need that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we need an accurate POD information, actually. What, what do you mean, uh, accurate? Uh, is there, uh, is there, is there too a, big of a question? Are we going into something? I, I, I have that? also done some scientific or some, some projects um, yeah. on POD. And yeah. in a lot of cases, people were giving uh, swags. I guess you know the abbreviation. No, I don't. Sorry. Scientific wild ass gas. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, yes. Okay, so some are not so scientific. Yeah, so mm -hmm. saying something, oh, I find a 1.5 millimeter in 50% of the cases. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, yeah. well, you have a number, it doesn't mean that's a good number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then okay. we have to have some basic understanding of really what's happening here. Otherwise, we will not get there. And the other part we really work have to work on, that's a standardization. Mm -hmm. yeah. I still see a lot of standards out there which are preventing the use of AI, which are preventing the use actually of digital equipment to start mm -hmm. with. There is still standards out there which require film. Mm -hmm. So you, when you're talking about standards, you're talking about mainly codes? Yes. Okay, codes and codes and standards. All right, yeah, yes, yeah. It, it, and it's I'm sure slow to evolve uh, on there as well because it, we're well, it takes time. Uh, yeah. So, and on the other side, we need standards to actually do a reglementation on tools like AI. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I, it's very simple to produce AI algorithms, mm -hmm. but it's very difficult to do them appropriately. Right. So the, we and need a standard how to guarantee and, yeah. the, the, the quality. How to, to, to qualify those uh, algorithms uh, to yeah. make sure that they have a good POD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and, and same goes for robotics. If we now think about all the drones, mm -hmm. if we now yeah. think about all the fancy robots we are installing, what's really the accuracy of your positioning device? Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a, a moot point. <laughs> yeah. 
That's fascinating. That's very interesting. Well, I also want to to thank you. Actually, you mentioned the training is a challenge. I want to thank you as well uh, for uh, the very informative material you created and shared on YouTube. So you have a YouTube channel. Uh, this is where actually I stumble across your material. Uh, so you explain all of these concepts in very nice and well well done videos. Uh, so for our listeners that maybe didn't have a chance to see your your videos yet where uh, what can they google to find you uh, they just google for nde 4.0 and they will find it because the youtube channel is called nde 4.0 or 4.0 um and um yeah as you said it's mostly about nde 4.0 about different concepts about nde 4.0 the different aspects but i also go into some of the basics of the different methods we have in NDE. For example, I was now doing five videos on ultrasonic testing. I also invite a lot of guests to, to the NDE 4.0 YouTube channel so that you get not only my opinion, but that you see get different views on it. Um, and we also do Q&A videos where me and the guest, we actually discuss your questions Great. so that you have an opportunity to ask us whatever is coming up. That's great to know. It's good for our listeners to, to know about it. So if we haven't covered any definition, I'm sure there's a, that's the place where they'll be able to find more answers. Definitely. Great. Well, Dr. Vrana, thank you so much for this uh, information today that you shared with us. And thank you for uh, continuing to create more. This is very helpful uh, for our industry. So thank you very much for today. You're very welcome. And thank you for the invitation and for yeah those great questions. That's all for today's show. I hope you've learned just as much as I did today. And that it answered some question you may have had on NDT 4.0. Like always, if you have any questions or comments, write us a note in the comment section or reach out to us at podcast at olympus.com. We also like reviews, so let us know if you enjoyed this show and if there's topics you would like to see being covered in the future. Thanks for listening, NDT folks, and for continuing to making the world a safer place. <laughs>